Weston. Do you understand? What did I do to make you pull away from me like that? Johnny, isn't he a little old for you? Brady, how would you like to get your daughter back? You filed for full custody? We gonna bust us out of here? You wanna end your marriage? Why didn't my son attacked? What the hell are you doing here? There's no more secrets between us. Yeah. You know about my granddad, I know about me being your I just, I hate you being down with all this stress. I mean, it's, it's not worth it. Mm, then you must not know my aunt very well. Right, well, I'm just saying that you don't have to go through this alone anymore. Okay? I'm here for you. I'm not gonna let Lee drive you out of Forrester Creations. This is Victor Fielding, 
house to do homework this afternoon. I just was looking. Are they still? I'm sorry, who's that? Amigos, welcome back to Willie and Nathan's Extreme Podcast. Can't believe it's already Friday now, uh, Nathan. Yes, Friday, October the 13th. Ironically, if you guys don't, uh, don't know the uh, reference, but yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> yes, it is October 13th, and hard to believe that we're in the month of, uh, you know, October as is. Yeah, exactly. And you're laughing, but I literally slept like most of the day. Of today, <laughs> didn't realize it's just well we've been getting some good rain over here and it it helps me relax surprisingly, um, you know normally it's the opposite, but I've been right. getting some good sleep with the some of the rain that we do get so that it evens out, you know it's fall weather so it's always good to to get rest when we can. Right, absolutely, I totally feel you as well. It's been getting uh very cloudy here, you know very foggy here. Um, yeah, live, but you know. Um, you know, the weather, uh, it, it's been okay, pretty much. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight, besides regular daytime spoilers, of course, and the recaps. We've got a fun movie review for you guys. I actually watched Exorcist Believer, and there's a, there's a, there's a funny little, uh, thing to that, so we'll get to that later. But, um, on our top stories, we do have those. But I was thinking, Nathan, why don't we kick off with doing our performer of the week? I think we should vote. Um, I just had his name here, so I know I say it right. Let's okay. see. Oh, here he is. I think we should nominate Joshua Hoffman that plays RJ on Boat and the Beautiful. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should. Um, I think we should nominate him for. Uh, performer of the week because he had scenes today with uh, Luna and Lee and you know Archie stood up to Lee who was being very very unfair to Luna yes. and uh, you know I thought that the actual because RJ did very good Joshua Harmon did a very good job and mm -hmm. you know because before that I thought that this actor was a little dry and they needed some work he was a little green and you know because he's on a daytime soap opera and yeah uh, you know, daytime has changed a lot over the years, but, you know, he stepped up in that one scene, and I'd like to see him do uh, some more, uh, you know, here and there, down the line, and step up his game a little bit, but, you know, he did very good today in scenes with Luna and uh, Lee. I agree, and uh, the part about him being dry, I will agree, because it reminded me of Noah Newman from Young and the Restless. It's not always the actor's fault, though. This also falls on the bad writing. Yeah, that's true. It does fall on the writing, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, any daytime show, yes. whether it's hospital, there's a lot, mm -hmm. like R&B, you know. It's a big test. It challenges you. If you can't, right. if you can't work with the crappy script, then what does that say about you? That's the other challenge. I mean, because look at the other actors on daytime. They've flourished through bad writing. So it's a big challenge, you know, either he can take it or he can't. Well, absolutely. And like you said, you know, this all comes down to the writing and how 
you know, not just the writing, but also people behind the scenes, you know, uh, coordinators, whoever want, you know, that person, or he or she to act for certain scenes here and there. And if the scene does not come up as believable, then that's also their fault too. So that's another factor that you throw in there. Yeah, and I gave him credit, dude, because they just put him straight into the water. Right. They, At yeah, first, they, he started yeah. off like this influencer, and I didn't even... Sometimes, I'll be honest, I don't catch the influencing part on him, because they're not showing that, but more yeah. of a model, I would say, because I don't like Rich, but I will give this actor credit. He's playing good role of playing Rich Jr. Yeah, that, that's that's true, yes. Um you are right about that, and, you know, I also agree with you as well. They, they get thrown through the water very quickly, and, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to certain roles like social influencer, you know, like you said, we don't see RJ doing that that much, and I do feel, again, that goes back to the writing. And it how, does, yeah. And, and uh, the writing and other factors, too, but like you said, uh, the actual play is Rich Forrester, Forrester and K. You know, I feel that uh, it's very believable and seen between RJ and Ridge as father and son based on, you know, what we've been seeing uh, so far between the two of them as well. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Oh, and then the guy that plays the grandfather uh, for Eric Forster, their chemistry is electric. You can feel that, you can feel like they're a family. Right, absolutely. You feel, you feel like they are close to that family and then mm-hmm. they do, um, you know, the thing they do are... They're very believable as a family. So, yeah, yeah John McCook as well. I do feel that John McCook, Forson K, and others have been, you know, kind of helping him, helping uh, Joshua Hoffman along the way during this, uh, you know, direction for the actor. And I hope he does step up his game a little bit more because a lot of stuff is going to go down for B&B, which I'm sure that game to later on. Yeah. Uh, it comes to his character, RJ. And I'm really excited for this. I'm not a Luna fan, guys. I'm going to admit this. I'm not even a Luna fan. But I, it's these pairings. And this is where I'll give the writers credit. The writing must be a little better if we're tolerating these pairings. Because you know how I feel about Thomas and Hope. I can't stand Hope. But yet I, I accept the pairing. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. So this is what's going on with Luna and, and RJ is like, and this is where he steps up, like I said, because to me this was okay as a as a script. It's kind of a little flat, but he's taking the initiative and he's showing that he's got basically he's got the balls to uh, take on the scene. You know whether it's slower or 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 flat. Um, I'm really impressed with how he's just taking the initiative to take on the the scene. Yeah, same here, um, you know, and I also agree with you about the writing, you know, because it does help us tolerate certain couples here and there, you know, when they, when they did, uh, well, actually when they started doing RJ and Luna, I felt that uh, at first I wasn't a fan of it, but right. then until probably now, I understand that they're more believable as a pairing due to the writing that they're getting right now, and yeah. if we get more writing like that, then, you know, I'm on board, I want to see what happens, and the same goes for you know, Tom's the Hope. I mean, I can't, I mean, you know, Hope is the least, you know, character I like in the pairing, but, yeah. you know, it, it just all depends on the writing and how they are, you know, how they do, you know, pairings like Tom's the Hope or RJ. Mm-hmm. And if they do more for them and write for them, then I can get behind them and tolerate them. If not, then uh, I have no uh, use for them. 
Yes, exactly. Okay. So what about, um, how are you feeling on this Luna story? Because I'm like, it started pretty slow and now it's picking up fast, like a, basically like a roller coaster. And I just feel there's going to be some plot holes that will fit, but some won't. And it's, again, that's, I blame that from the writer, but that's okay. Cause we're moving forward. But do you notice how, um, maybe it's just me, but I'm getting like a dynasty feeling. Remember when Adam was like forced in a relationship to protect his lover, but he had to pretend to be with the girl. Yes, I remember that. This is what this one feels like. Is he's gonna have to step up, and this will go when we go to the spoilers. But I kind of predicted this anyway. They're really picking up the steam with this relationship because it feels like they really want to be pushing RJ and Luna to be kind of like Ridge and Brooke. Yes. But like the lighter version. There's not another. I mean, this the only thing missing in this plot would be like a, a third comer, you know, to to make it like a triangle. But for right now, this is okay. I'm accepting this. This is okay as far as story because they don't actually need another person to do a triangle yet because they're already taking on Luna's mom coming soon. And then you've got the aunt, Lee. Now, this is interesting. Lee is really stepping up too. Uh, I like the actress. But what I'm liking, though, is they're really giving her some meaty storyline now. Yes, I do. Uh, and like you said, the actress who plays Lee, um, you know, I do like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, I do like her even though, you know, her character, I think, can be a little bit too annoying and repetitive. But I do yeah. blame on the writing. But I can see that they're giving her, you know, more story to play with, too, when it comes to Luna. And uh, also Luna's uh, mom, I think her name is Poppy, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I do appreciate what B&B is doing there. You know, they are giving um, the Finnegan family, you know, more uh, material to work with. Yeah. Uh, as well, especially that, you know, with certain actors, actresses, you know, taking, you know, leave of absence, you're going case or whatever, uh, you know. And I do think it's important to showcase, you know, the Finnegan family and who they are. And that especially goes for uh, Luna, who, you know, Luna... And to find out, you know, more about their connection, it, it makes you want to see uh, more between them as uh, as a family unit and how they move past, you know, the uh, the, the recent, uh, you know, trauma, you know, and why Lee, you know, dislikes, uh, you know, Luna, and uh, you know, also other factors that come come to the dynamic of the thing and family uh, from here on out. So. Yes. You know, I am intrigued to see what happens next. I just hope that, you know, once certain actors and actors come back from their breaks or whatever, uh, that we don't see uh, less of uh, the thing and family. Okay, that I can guarantee we they're going to be full front and center along with the others. Um, but okay. what I like in about this is I cannot wait to see Luna interact with Finn. Yes. Because they're family. Yeah, this is going to be really good. Like, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Does he know about his niece? Is she part of the story? Did Lee keep him away from her? What's going on? So, see, this is what we're talking about. This kind of story, it's actually getting me invested. So, this is this is intriguing. And this is the kind of stuff that Bold needs. Yeah, they do, they do need to uh, showcase more characters because that is 
a major weakness of the Bowling Beautiful. I think all yeah. in all, they have like what eight or ten characters they show on screen. Right, um, but the stories. If you're gonna have many people on there, the way I feel, and you probably agree as a writer, is if you're not gonna write for these characters, and don't put them on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's you know, like I said before, that's a major weakness because uh, you know, uh, if you have less characters and then you just work with the same ones, mm -hmm. it's gonna get boring. It's gonna repetitive. So you do need to, you know, involve you know more characters for the show. And like for example, we had um, the Avant family. You know, back then when it, when Maya was brought in, then Nicole, Julius, Vivian, Julian, uh, Julius, Vivian. You and know, they had great characters. Family. They had great characters. But the problem, again, is the writing. They just stopped writing for them. And then, look, they lost them. Yeah, they did lose them. I mean, the writing, you know, went down, you know, once all of that, you know, went away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still miss the Avon. I still stay on the Bowling Beautiful. I, I wish it was still here. But, you know, of course, you know, certain agendas and stuff and everything, yeah. that's impossible. So hopefully, you know, B&B does not repeat that mistake with uh, the Finger family because, you know, they've given also uh, Finn, who's played by Tara Navon, you know, something to do as well outside of Steffi and uh, his... Uh, and Sheila, the Sheila. Yeah. You yeah, can only can. do that for so long. After a while, like you just said, it does get stale and we get bored as fans. Yes, we do, and you know that's not that's not a good thing at all. So mm -hmm. glad that B and B is stepping up and doing things a little bit differently. Wonderful and beautiful. And most of all, guys, this is Sweeps Month. I don't know if you guys realize this. Sweeps is in November, but it kicks off in October. That's how it works. It, that's why all these shows are showing all these cameos. For example, Vincent is Irizzy, as you know, our beloved Lou Jack from Guiding Light. And Dr. David Hayward from All My Children, he just recently guest starred on um, Magnum P.I. on the Peacock. Yeah, right. So why don't you give us a little enlightenment, um, Nathan? What was it like seeing him on the episode? What role did he play and how did you feel about it? Uh, okay, so uh, Vincent Rosari, like you mentioned, he did uh, recently star in uh, Magnum P.I. Mm -hmm. and... You know, I thought he did very good uh, in what he was able to, uh, what he was able to do for, uh, you know, this series. Uh, you know, Vince Azari did fine, as he always does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I do think that, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to a show like this, which is different than daytime, you know, um, Vince Azari does step up a little bit more. And we get to see, you know, him in different layers with his character and uh, him, you know, stepping up as an actor, I think, yeah. for uh, this, uh, for Random P.I. that uh, just came back uh, recently for, uh, you know, for the fall season. I'm loving it. And I just, it's sad that this is its final season, just as it's starting to pick up really quickly. Yeah, that's... A, that's Isn't that ironic? Yeah, it really is ironic, sad, and disappointing. You know, they had, a, you know, it appeared uh, this year, February 19, 2023, mm -hmm. to April 2023, and then October 4th, you know, a couple weeks ago, 2023, on NBC. And I pretty much thought that this show was going to get like a sixth season, and now that we're not going to get that, or maybe, you know, there'll be a show with Michelle Brown or whatever. 
Uh, but if we're not going to get that, then it's going to suck that we're not going to get uh, a uh, a good ending for this series unless, you know, there's a change of plans for the end. To answer that question, I was told that they're considering doing a spinoff, oh, which okay, is smart, yes. which is smart because if the ratings are in, yes, go with the spinoff, but don't overdo it. Don't, don't do it wrong. You guys know how to do it. Don't mess it up. But keep paying attention to Quantum Leap as well and Magnum P.I. because um, there's more cameos still ahead. Um, speaking of Quantum Leap, Nathan... Is this the final season two? Was it canceled as well? I haven't heard anything about uh, Quantum Leap being canceled. All I know is that, um, all I know is that, uh, you know, the show um, was renewed for a second season, which aired right. October twenty twenty three. But I haven't heard anything about uh, Quantum Leap. Okay, but that's if that good. Did happen, if that did happen, um, you know, that would be very uh, disappointing. Okay, that's good to hear. All right, we're going to take a quick music break, and then when we come back, we're going to head over and talk to uh, with Nathan on his three top stories for tonight. Um, Nathan, can you pull up a song? It's called Roller Coaster by Bewitched. Huh. All right, let's get it here. Now we're hitting LA and it's golden and beautiful. I am so excited to tease y'all this hot spoiler for tonight. As this story for Luna and RJ heats up, the marriage that I'm hearing is going to happen, Nathan. It may not just be Deacon and Sheila, but I'm hearing it's also RJ and Luna. It's his only way to show that she's going to stick 
to Forrester with Lewin, with RJ by her side. And I love this because it kind of gives me that Sprina Nation feeling from GH with Spencer and Trina. So this is good. We're, we're getting the young pairings the way it should be. Yes, we are. And I'm, I'm glad that B&B is, you know, capitalizing this. And, mm-hmm. you know, learning, I guess, like you mentioned from uh, Spring Nation when Trina and Spencer General Hospital mm-hmm. having a a younger potential couple in, that can be, you know, uh, like a help shake things up for the show when it comes to, uh, you know, the younger viewer, er, uh, you know, area mm-hmm. for the show. So, yeah, I've heard about that as well, but RJ and Luna possibly getting married as well. And, I'm looking forward to see how that unfolds. All right. And if you all recall, Brooke is in story with the show. But the actress is not seen as much because she was on vacation. So remember that, guys. And um, let's see. Um, I'm actually looking forward. Has it happened yet, Nathan? Did she already throw a tantrum yet about um, Deacon and Sheila yet? Or is that this week? Um. No, not, no, I mean, yeah, Rich did, I think he told them today, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Uh, that tantrum did not happen yet, so probably in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it because it means Rich betrayed her, but what she doesn't realize is between her, between Rich and Bill, they kept their mouth shut because Deacon helped them during the Chila situation. Right, yes. So I love that. On that, I actually admit, Bell did good on that. That's an interesting deal. I never thought in a million years you'd have Deacon, Bill, and Ridge in a, uh, what do you call it? Maybe like a, a secret pact. Yes, yes. So this is good. This is good. I love this. Donna's still in a panic because of Eric. So something will happen where she'll have to... Um, fear for his his life, but someone unexpected will expose the truth. So that's going to be crazy. And Nathan, do you have our top story for Bold and Beautiful's five-part storyline coming up? Bob's Lauren, Esther, and our awesome Marie Osmond. Dude, I love Marie Osmond. Yes, I do have that with me uh, here. So great, let's great. Up. Let's let's see what you got tonight for it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, for those of you that do not know, yes, it's been confirmed. Uh, Tracy Bergman is back as Lauren on the Bold and Beautiful, and she's not the only one that uh, will be coming to be alone. Uh, the actress who plays Esther, Kate Linder, will also come with her as well. And this is also uh, Lee Osmond. And uh, she will, I guess, star on Born Beautiful, too. So uh, this is all about the uh, fashion show that we have between, you know, Eric and Ridge. And, um, you know, that's going to take place, I think, sometime in the late October. I think the week of October 23rd, if I am correct. So uh, be on the lookout for that, guys. You don't want to miss it. Oh, yeah, it's epic. Five-part storyline. And, uh, yes, guys, it's true. We're finally going to get our showdown between Lauren and Sheila. Yes, we will. And I'm looking forward to that as well because they did not do that the last time when Lauren showed up in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be very good. Hopefully, BB will not let us down 
Um, so, yeah, be ready for that, guys. I think October 23rd is when they, you know, when they show up. Also, we have newcomer Elsa, uh, Elsa Knox to appear on uh, The Bold and The Beautiful. Um, Do we know she, what role she's playing? Um, it says here from SurvivalNews.net, um, French, French actress Elsa, uh, Elsa Notch mm-hmm. is set to appear in three episodes of The Born Beautiful in November as a guest star. She will play the role of Fanny Grayson, a French singer, singer who was a big fan of Forrester Creations, and arrives in Los mm-hmm. Angeles to treat herself to the dress of her dreams. Our filming for the episodes featuring Elsa begin in October. She had the opportunity to share the screen with Forrester K, Ridge, Captain K, Lane, Brooke, John Cook Eric. These episodes will still be aired in the United States on CBS in November and will be broadcast later in France. Okay, that's getting good, yeah. As, like I said, guys, it's sweets month. Anything goes. Did you yes, get absolutely. any updates on what's going on with uh, Steffi? Is she still going to be gone during this time or are they bringing her back anytime soon? Um, I actually saw a post, I think, of the actress who plays Kelly. You know, the child, the child, Adam Shippers Kelly. I think she said she kind of hinted that uh, Jacqueline is back already filming. So okay. Uh, so we should be hearing a uh, <clears throat> we should be hearing a date of when um, you know when uh, of when uh, Stephanie will return, but she should be back at some point either uh, this month or later this month heading to November sweeps. All right. What do you have for our spoilers for tonight? Okay, so, spoilers for tonight. This is from uh, Sobola Digest. Also, Zapchua.com. So these are kind of combined. So okay, go. go ahead. Uh, okay, so this is from Sobola Digest on what will happen. Richard Brooke disbelieved Deacon's promise. Lee cracks under Finn's pressure and reveals family secret. Brooke worries about a rift between Ridge and Eric. Hope gives Deacon an ultimatum. Zaptoon.com, these are updated spoilers. Monday, October 16, 2023. Mm-hmm. Luna stands up for herself during a three convocation with Lee. Luigi Brooke disobeyed Deacon's promise. Tuesday, Donna is heartbroken upon learning the severity of Arrow's condition. Luna purchases Lee for information regarding Luna. Wednesday, Lee cracks under Finn's pressure and reveals a family secret. Brooke worries about rip between Luigi and Eric. Determined to make this collection at his best, and refuses to keep his doctor orders. Thursday, Hope gives Deacon an ultimatum during a difficult conversation about Sheila. Friday, October 20th, only that her nerves will lash out. Retaunt Sheila at El Giardino. And last but not least, Thomas assures Hope of his unwavering love. This is going to be good. Again, um, not a Hope fan, but I'm enjoying the pairing. And it gets Thomas's story, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the stories it looks like they're picking up a little bit, a little bit more. What are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think they're picking up as well, especially mm-hmm. now that we have that we're on the horizon for uh, November troops coming up. You know, that's going to uh, that's going to be uh, very, uh, you know, yeah, that's going to be very, uh, you know, uh, uh, that'd be very uh, good to see how it turns out. All right, go ahead and play one of your uh, commercials that you can come up with for like Pizza Hut or McDonald's. And when we come back, um, Nathan's going to share one of his 
three top stories that he's got for tonight. Okay, so here. Thank you so much. All right, Nathan, what do you got under your top story for one of the three that you're going to share? All right, let's get to the uh, SAG after strike. If you guys have mm -hmm. not uh, heard about it as of late, uh, negotiations have snagged. Um, you know, nego negotiations have come to a halt for the time being. And SAG after President Fran Dresser is shocked by negotiation breakdown, saying, quote, it's so unfair so disrespectful so let's get right into it what a bunch of liars dude we call this <laughs> yes how can did. she be seriously dude how can she be shocked if she didn't even try yeah uh, i have no idea and uh, you're the leader sense. you're the leader what does that say about your leadership yeah um it says here in an interview on mc today's show this mm -hmm. morning second President Fran Dresser called the AMPTP's walkout on strike negotiations this week, quote, wrong, unfair, and disrespectful. It really came as a shock to me because what does that exactly mean and why would you walk away from the table? Dresser said, it's not like we were asking for anything that's so outrageous. It's so wrong. It's so unfair. Mm -hmm. I've been walked out of the meeting and so, so disrespectful. Dresser added that AMPTP reps, quote, talk at you. They really don't want to hear what you have to say or why you're saying it. So it says here, yesterday, Netflix Ted Serenano said during a rumor screen time event that SAG after had asked for a, 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 a levy on every subscriber of the streaming service, which led to breakdown talks and the actor strike. Quote, uh, last night they introduced a levy on subscribers on top of other areas. The co-CEO said he called it a, quote, bridge too far. 
Meanwhile, Sayaki has canceled picketing in New York and Los Angeles today due to concerns over potential safety related to the situation in Israel and Gaza. The former Hamas leader <clears throat> has urged the force to protest today. And uh, that's about it. Dude, I we've talked about this over and over. Um, if you guys seriously at Sakfra really want to get a good deal, you need to let go of your leader. You need to fire the leader because you're not getting anywhere. You guys seriously pay attention. The, the, the truth is in the pudding, as they say. It's all right there. But they want to learn the hard way, so, you know, you got that. So, you know, again, I'm no way am I, um, I'm not surprised. Are you, Nathan? I kind of expected this. I expected this result. We we caught it, so we kind of already knew. No, I'm not surprised at all. And like you said, we talked about this before at nauseum, and we, we called it. Both of us called it because we had a feeling that this was not going to be some sort of slam dunk for Sagasha, like, you know, the quote-unquote writer strike, quote-unquote, ended, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of weeks ago. And so to see this and hear this from Frank Dresser is... Not surprising, but it's become a joke. And at this point, I don't even care when or where or whenever the actor in strike will end. Uh, because at this point, I can care less. Thank you. I don't even, dude, I can't even, um, I say, I don't even take it, uh, I don't even take him seriously anymore. No, I don't take him seriously anymore either. This whole, uh, actor strike, uh, I mean, even after the writer strike, quote unquote, ended, you know, with the actor strike, you know, there was all this horrible stuff about, you know, what's going to happen next and everything. And to find out, you know, that, you know, the negotiations broke down and, you know, there's been no update as to when they're going to meet again. Yeah. But, um, you know, to hear about this news is just laughable and shows that, you know, uh, the leader of SAG-AFTRA is a joke. All right. Me and Nathan are excited because we are both. Yellowstone fans, and we know, we know, we know who had ruined the season, and we know who was responsible for the reason it got canceled or let go or fired. But there is a good news here. There is going to be a spinoff, and it is called The Four Sixes. Let me just give you a little breakdown. Prepare to immerse yourself in the rugged world of cowboys on their renowned Texas Fort Sixes Ranch. As Paramount Network brings forth a captivating new series, this majestic property first made its appearance in Yellowstone Season 4 where we witnessed the struggles of Ranch Hand Jimmy, who was sent there to turn his life around. Later in Season 5, Episode 7, the savvy ranch owner John Dunn considered sending his cattle to this vast expanse of land for the winter. All right, this is the one everyone's going to be talking about because this is the one that also will have Matthew McConaughey in the spinoff. We also have co been confirmed that it will involve Jimmy and his wife. There's possibility we may get cameos from Rip and Beth and, of course, um, Casey. And, uh, who's the other one, Nathan? Jamie? Yeah, Jamie, too. Jamie, too. Best news ever, guys. I heard that by the end of Yellowstone, 
there will be no John Dutton. So I don't know about you all, but I'm doing a Snoopy dance. Yeah, the actor who played, uh, you know, the main character on that show, mm-hmm. well, he pretty much got more than he bargained for. And so, the, you know, uh, he won't be on, he will not be on a spinoff, like you said. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so uh, this will be, you know, a new first start. And so we're going to see what, you know, Yellowstone 6666, uh, you know, brings to, uh, you know, the, the screen. I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, we have Drew. Uh, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey, I'm looking forward to see what he brings to the show as well. And others too. Um, also, here, uh, White and, uh, White and, uh, and uh, Kevin Kelly, who plays Emily, Jimmy's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who we met at the Four Sixes, returned the Yellow Songs to the Fire of the Finale, which would help flagship uh, show set up a new series. So, you know, look out for that. And I'm told that the Yellowstone 36's trailer is going to change everything with Jimmy and Tweeter. Oh, man. I don't know about you, Nathan. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I want to see how the how it, uh, affects both of those characters for uh, the launch of the show. And shout out to Taylor Sheridan. Thank you so much for creating these awesome shows and um, characters because... Kind of reminds us of us, Nathan. We write so many different shows ourselves, and we write spinoffs as well. So, I definitely that's he's my muse. Yes, indeed. Taylor Sheridan deserves a lot of credit uh, for what he's doing with this spinoff. I do think it will be a very good uh, show. This will be a hit uh, when it does come out, and hopefully, uh, Taylor Sheridan does create you know some more spinoffs or does something new uh, in the near future so that. You can get, you know, viewers like myself and others interested into what we're going to see uh, uh, down the line. Nathan and I support Taylor Sheridan as he goes to court for being sued against you-know-who. Um, we hope he wins, and we hope that after this, you-know-who will be quiet. Yes, absolutely. Because that's uh, ridiculous, to, uh, dude. How are you going to end the show? You, you got what you wanted. You're gonna, you, you're gone. But he made a deal that he can't, you can't kill him a certain way. He can't do this. It's like, kind of like the diva moment we talked about. Remember? Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. Then he had to go to court for cust. Was it child support? Yes. Child and has the nerve to send his job, which is the show, to court so he can get more money. How disgusting right. is that? That's absolutely. Insane. I, I don't know what he's thinking right now. There's no respect. There's no boundaries. Does he not realize all that money he required and asked for? That takes away from cast members, too. Yes, he's it not does. the only one on the show. That's just, oh. I, it's like I told you, they should have just killed off John Dunn years ago if this was the case. Because, you know, you always hear the rumors that some people are hard to work with. Well, if that's the case, then fire him. Don't keep him on. Yeah, absolutely. If they're becoming an issue and a problem, then just let them go and let yeah. them do whatever they, they want to do. Really. Yeah, this is this is one of the the sad results. All right, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break from Subways, and then we come back. Nathan's got another top story to share, and then we'll go straight into Days of Our Lives. Uh, spoilers. We'll be right back, guys.
your next top story. Okay, our next top story here let's, let's get it up here. Uh, our next top story Nathan, this next top story is going to drop your jaw. 
A fan removes AI-ridden winds of winter after being named in George R.R. R. Martin's lawsuit. The battle against the robots is on for pretty much all of 2023. People have been talking about generative AI programs like ChatGPT, which can take a simple prompt and generate coherent and legible responses. Is this the end of writing as a profession? If we want to read a good story, do we need to buy something written by written, or can we just tell ChatGPT to spin us a yarn and be satisfied? The jury's still extremely out. The answers to those and many other questions. For instance, there are currently little to no legal governing the likes of ChatGBT, which works by reading billions of words of text on the internet and identifying patterns. That means it's very likely absorbing the text of copyrighted material without permission or remuneration, and some authors aren't happy about that. To that end, authors like George R. R. Martin, John Grisham, and John then Branson have teamed up to sue ChatGPT's parent company, OpenAI. Awesome. It's about time, right, Nathan? Yeah, it's about time. I can't say I blame them. Alleging, quote, mass-scale copyright infringement, unquote. To prove up the case, the authors cite instances of ChatGPT being used to write things that it couldn't write had it not illegally incorporated copyrighted works. For instance, one fan used chat GBT to write long voluminous versions of the winds of winter and a dream of spring the next two volumes in Marn's a song of ice and fire series seriously how stupid was that yeah that, that sounds very pointless to me uh the lawsuit specifically cites his work as part of its case proving up open ai's infringing behavior to that end, the fan who created the AI versions of The Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring has taken them down. I'm just now learning, oh, quote, I'm just now learning that I was mentioned in a legal document pertaining to the open AI lawsuit, unquote, reads a message where the books were previously located. I removed the project from GitHub should any of the George R.R. R. Martin's representatives wish to reach out. My content info remains the same. I don't think this fan had any ill intentions. I think they just were doing this as an experiment and didn't plan to make money off these versions or anything. But I also understand the decision to take everything down. Once lawyers get involved, you can't be too careful. What is your uh, reaction from this, Nathan? Well, first off, I don't blame, you know, I don't blame those who are suing, uh, <clears throat> The, uh, I guess you call it quote unquote AI company. Mm -hmm. uh, I think GPT or whatever it's called, because at the same time, you know, uh, there, there's no governing, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, stuff like that. And I do think that, you know, this is what's been, you know, you know, going on for quite a while now, especially during the writer's strike and also, you know, during the uh, actor's strike, because artificial intelligence is a big deal. And uh, I just have a feeling that this is not the end of uh, artificial intelligence. Like I mentioned before, I want to spotlight, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Robert Williams' daughter, Zelda, talked about how uh, there was a voice of her father, you know, and also uh, there's also uh, Tom Hanks, who's also dealing with the same issue about commercial promoting, uh, you know, a uh, product that's not him. So, uh, you know, it's getting way out of hand, but I'm glad that action is being taken make sure it doesn't get 
get more of him, but I don't think this is the end of it. You know, it's really um, disturbing and disgusting at the same time. And we've mentioned this, Nathan, in the past, but this should have never happened to begin with. AI should never have existed, period. There's really no need for it. It's just an extra way. I guess to me it feels like it's the lazy way to um, keep things together, but the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, because if, if let's say for example, if, a, if an actor or actress passes away, and uh, let's say for example, Disney or Netflix or whatever, they want to use a project and that wants to feature, uh, for example, like uh, lost uh, audio of you know of the of the actor and the character, then you mm-hmm. have to go to the estate instead of uh, you know instead of you know doing it without permission and you know. Uh, with what's going on with Tom Hanks and, uh, you know, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda, and was with her father, and, you know, God bless his soul, you know, um, it's becoming an issue, and uh, for them to do it without the concept of an actor actress is not, is not in good faith. Exactly, yeah. And then the other top two stories I've got is, um, where are we at here? A special shout-out and congratulations to country artist... Walker Hayes, he's celebrating eight years of being sober. Yes, congratulations to him. And we're sending out prayers. You know, Nathan, that he has got COVID? Yes. I watched that video he did with his family. It was, it's, uh, it's sad, emotional, and cute at the same time. Because he did this little video he did on the, um, what do you call it? Um, I think it was Instagram and TikTok. Okay, and then my final top story for tonight. Nothing no one asked for. <laughs> Nathan, you're going to laugh. Um, the next movie musical that they're doing is going to be Mean Girls. Nobody asked for this. Another, another film, reboot, or whatever. I, I, oh, God. <sighs> and Nathan, we talked about this. This is, what was the point of the strike? I, I have no issue. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I what was no the point of the that. strike, dude? I thought they wanted to get things better. Why are they reverting backwards? Uh, no, no creativity. That's probably one of the main reasons. But, you know, when it comes to something like this, I mean, it just shows that the, the strike was just nothing more but a smokescreen and a setup because... Now the writer's strike is over and that staggered strike is still going on. Whenever, you know, that strike, the actor's strike will end, they're going to, you know, uh, push the, uh, you know, push certain projects out that they yeah. were doing before the strike, before both strikes. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, probably end up either good, bad, decent, in the middle, mediocre, not good at all. It sucks. It's not that great. And uh, it just shows that, uh the whole thing was just a waste of time. Or that, or they just should have just stayed strike then. Because nobody, after a while, nobody really cared. Right, really. They should have just continued striking. But for example, with the writer's strike, they should have just continued striking, you know, instead of accepting the deal uh, that, that was presented to them recently. Yeah. If they, want, if they want to accept the first deal, fine. But, you know, at the same time, now that, you know, the writer's strike is over and the after strike is still going, you know, it seems as if 
certain things are not going to change for the worst. No, and then you got you got some other people that are ready to go on strike again because they didn't get what they wanted. And that is so hypocritical and so bougie, if you want to call it that way. I mean, oh, me and Nathan got a result for you guys. If that's the case, all you got to do is fire the writers. It's not that hard. They're giving yeah. you costs. They're giving you costs. They don't want to work there. Fire them. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Find the writers and just start anew. And so, you know, if, if that's the case, let them strike again. Let them strike again, and then, you know, uh, the networks, whoever, can fire, let them go, and get new writers. Yeah, so, especially listen, if you got writers that don't want to do their job. I mean, let's be honest, guys, with 411. Before the five core, be honest. You guys were complaining beforehand, even before that, with the writers. So you can't have it both ways. Yes, they can have it both ways as well, especially when it comes to FICO writers. I know that there were some people who did not like their writing or whatever when it came to yeah. the history and not remembering certain stuff, and that's understandable. But at the same time, you have to put the blame on also the previous writers because they didn't care for any of the history. They wanted to do their own agenda, you know, pair, you know, certain people here and there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I also blame the executive producers who allowed it to happen to help shake up their show or whatever, so to speak. And it's just one big mess. So if the scout brothers do come back and we, and a strike does happen again, then you know what? Let the Funker writers write while, they, while the other writers strike. Because at the same time, I'm, I'm done and I'm through with the whole thing. Look at Drew Barrymore. She fought, she fought for her workers. I don't care what anyone says. She did fight for her workers, and even though she got bullied to not return right away, then you got the writers that are like acting like they're not good enough to return. Well, they don't need you. It's so it's not that difficult. It's not complicated. Fire those writers, let them go, and hire some new writers. Like me and Nathan already turned our hat in the ring. We'll do it. I'll do. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll join. I don't right. care. I'm not union. I never will be. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you totally, hundred percent. The whole thing with Drew Barrymore still makes me mad because yeah. she was bullied for nothing. And if they do strike again, then you know what? You guys have nothing to to blame for yourselves for following idiot, idiot people like Rosie O'Donnell, Deborah Messing, and Milano, and so on and so forth. And your leader, we've caught it before, guys. You need new leadership. I don't care if it's Sharon Case. Uh, Sharon Case, uh, Sharon Stone, Courtney Cox, Joshua Morrow, Madonna, you name it. Anyone is better than what they got now. Yeah. If you want that. males, there's Sean Astin. There's um, Zach Tinker. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine Zach Tinker as leader? Yeah, he'll be outrageous. Remember what he, remember what he said before? That made yeah. us laugh? Yes, I do. Oh my god, dude. Wouldn't it be ironic if he ever got hired as a leader? Yeah, see, he would be... Uh, that would be go... Outrageous. That would make... That would go full circle. Yes, it would. Alright, Nathan's gonna play a, a ad from Burger King, and then we return, we're heading over to Salem for Days of Our Lives. There's so much going on, guys. You won't believe what's happening. We'll be right back.
I'm going to congratulate whoever the writers are on this part, but I'm enjoying the arrival of Tate, dude. He really came in gangbuster, and you know what? He's finally giving Brady everything that he's deserving. Every hard, witty remark is what Brady deserves. Did you get a kick out of that mark where he's talking to Brady, his dad, and he tries to shut his dad up by saying, What'd you learn that from Dad University? <laughs> Brady's trying not yeah. to laugh, going, Dad University? What are you talking about? Look, <laughs> come on, Brady. Yeah. This is your son. He has a reason to hate you. You've not been around. You didn't raise him. Teresa did. Yeah, that's, that's mostly true, unfortunately. And I can't blame Tate for how he feels. Because I can tell he has a lot of resentment towards his dad. I have resentment towards his dad. <laughs> And the issue with that, I think, is that Brady just has not been around for Tate that much. So I'm glad that we have Tate on the show. And I hope we do get some more insight of how Brady was, quote unquote, not there that much for Tate over the years, even if it was off screen. Uh, but I do like the actor who plays Tate, and I, I enjoyed his arrival. Yes. I want to also, uh, also continue the show and also. Uh, the scenes he had with uh, Melina uh, when he called her uh, Granny Marmor and said basically <laughs> that, you know, Rachel <laughs> called her that. So like oh my that God, too. I love Marlena. And, oh my God, it's just so These youngins are just, they're adorable. But yeah, the actor yeah. that plays Tate is doing a great job. Congratulations to him. Sorry, I don't know the name right now because I'm still getting used to the casting. But I'm getting a kick out of it because, my goodness, Brady couldn't even, like, give his sense of support he's like oh i met this girl she's hot and brady's acting like he doesn't care yeah. i mean teresa you can see you can really see and this is good on the writing but you can really see the difference of what's going on with tate and his parents and i can see tate is more of a mama's boy because he's very protective of teresa he's learned so much from his mom so he doesn't know his dad, and it makes sense because, remember, if you really look at it, Brady has always been a player. Yeah. So wouldn't it make sense if his son was a little player on the side as well? I mean, he's young. This is going to be yeah. the next Brady. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that point as well. I can see Tate kind of being a player mm -hmm. uh, until he grows up at a, late, at a later age where he's, you know, and can be responsible and more mature, but at this point, I want to see, you know, take interact with, uh, you know, characters his age. And for example, uh, the actress who plays Holly, uh, I did enjoy the scenes that, you know, Tate had with Holly, you know, and it's just strange to see, you know, Holly, you know, uh, you know, grow up and uh, being so ass, you know, previous year she was a child having trick-or-treating with Chloe, and now she's, you know, all so ass you know, as a teenager, and mm -hmm. so I am enjoying uh, the 
potential uh, team set we have going on. I hope that Major Lives does not blow it because, as you remember, the last team uh, said they have it was uh, Theo, Sierra, Claire. Um, they had no idea what they were doing with him. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, the character of Chase. And they really dropped the ball with that character. Don't get me started on that. And then you but, also, they didn't know what to do with Claire. Claire was supposed to be a singer. Yeah, she, she was supposed to be a singer. I had no issue with her singing, but, you know, I do feel that, you know, the show did not know what to do with Claire, especially during the time when they brought uh, the character of Ben back and put him with Sierra. Mm-hmm. They all left. So I saw for then they came back and Theo came back to the character and stuff. So this time around, I really want to see how Daisy Lives does it with the uh, uh, potential team set we have here with yes. uh, Tate and Holly. I hope it's going to be very good, but I just hope that Daisy's not dropped the ball with it. I'm actually enjoying the um, the pacing of the stories uh, overall, all days. And you know what I give credit, Nathan? Do you notice it's really cool on days? They're really good about exits. Like, they're really, like, you already lost Philip and Chloe. They barely left, like, the last day. Then the next day comes around, and it's funny because now you're losing Rex. And I'm like, okay, Rex, if you're leaving, take Sarah with you, (laughs) you know? But it's cute because they really handle the budget well. Like, who's next to go? Like, okay, now we got Talia leaving. Like, the pacing is perfect. Daytime can learn a lot from... Daytime could learn a lot from days as far as their pacing of exits. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you there. Also, uh, it was announced that uh, Brandon Beamer will play Sean Douglas Brady. He actually is alive, I think. Uh, a couple of days ago, whether it was yesterday or the day before, so he's gone too, and so uh, that you know uh, creates you know more new openings. People will be a part of the show, but you know you and me, you know we're both glad that that Daisy's is doing this because they do have certain actors and actresses who don't need to be on the show that don't have that much to do anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, you know people, the characters like Chloe, Philip, Talia, Rex, now Sean Douglas Rapey. Um, you know, I will miss some of them, but at the same time, they have nothing else to do. So the show has to, you know, um, right. come, you know, come from the facts, so to speak. And me and Nathan did confirm this, but were we confirming it again? The exits of Leo and Dimitri are also confirmed. They're leaving as well, which makes sense because Leo's going to help um, Dimitri uh, escape so he doesn't go to jail or prison. And... Off screen, they're gonna go try to go find Gwen. Okay, so so Leo and Dimitri are leaving, right? Yeah, they're already gone. Okay, okay, I just want to make sure because I, oh, I, yeah. I remember seeing uh, I remember seeing some kind of uh, clip uh, between Braver Car and Deidre Hall. I don't know if it was taping uh, a couple months back or whatever, but uh-huh. they were promoting uh, day of day or dates. So you know, if they're gone, then that's great. But, they could uh, always bring them back, as far as I know, but as far as right now, I just know they're going to, like, push forward and, and exit this, which I'm okay with, like you were saying. I'm okay. They got a lot of characters. Let them flesh it out. You've got Tate. You've got um, Holly. Um, the only thing I'm not liking on this Holly story is I don't like the fact that she's going to be going after Johnny. I really am feeling a cringe. What about you? Yeah, that's a little bit. That's Johnny didn't need this. He didn't need this. Mm-mm. 
Not for Johnny. Yeah, they don't need to do that at all with Johnny and Chanel, especially. No. I just, uh, I just feel that, you know, that would be a mistake. At the same time, though, uh, if they're going to make Holly be like Nicole, then... Okay, yeah, I think that makes time. sense in a way, though. As much as I don't like it, it makes sense. Because since we're losing Nicole, it makes sense that they need a, they need a, a Nicole, uh, like a, what do you say, like a role model? Yes, yes. With Nicole gone, will that mean that now we're going to have Holly gone wild? <laughs> because, oh, no, yeah, fun. the only weird, the only spoiler that I know of right now, guys, is um, there will be, uh, if you guys caught it, when Holly was with the weed, there's a situation coming, and I remember seeing a picture of it somewhere. Um, she will be dealing with an overdose. And that's going to bring a lot of people into the story, and it's going to open up a lot of uh, possibilities. So that's going to be Holly. I don't know by then if Nicole's gone, but I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote her out. Because, again, we know who was responsible for her exit. Yes, the previous EP that we're not going to mention. Exactly, because I, we know that he was getting rid of Bill and um, Sean. We didn't know how. We heard all the rumors. But yeah. I wasn't surprised when I heard they were going to split up, because, again... We know who's behind it. Right, of course. And that, that, the Holland story that you mentioned, and what, what's going to happen down the road, I won't see how that does play out. Yeah, um, I predict it's going to happen during November at this point because she just got in. She's already obsessing over Johnny, so everything's going full speed ahead. So that's how you know we're in sweeps. If it was anybody besides sweeps, this story would be really slower. Right, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm glad that they're going to do this story right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I want to see how uh, they would do it under Sherry Anderson, who was the yeah. uh, temporary head coach by writer, mm-hmm. uh, writer for the show. So I'm glad they're doing it now. Okay, and then another cool thing is um, the good news is in um, Days of Our Lives will now be returning to NBC. It's got a two year signed the old contract, so they are safe. All right, that's that's good, because we heard, you know, rumblings and such, especially during the whole uh, situation with the uh, fired EP. So, oh, yeah, um, it was like a tumble, dude. It was like a Monopoly game. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody and everybody wanted to be part of that. I mean, even Pluto put themselves in there. They all wanted to be getting rights to, uh, to Days of Our Lives, which, guys, it would have been great. I, I wouldn't mind it if it was on Pluto. I don't know if it's still on there. Um, Nathan, do you have Pluto TV? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. I'll have to check for you guys. Um, the last time I did check, there was old episodes of Days. But now, because it's on Peacock and you've got the library, I would make I would think it would make sense if they just removed all of it from other uh, places. But we'll see how that goes. All right, Nathan, what do you have for spoilers for uh, Days? Alright, let's go to the uh, spoilers for uh, Days of Our Lives for the week of uh, October 16th. That's, that's next week, uh, Monday through Friday, so let's get them off right here. And this is from uh, SurvivalNews.net, and it says here, we start with Monday, October 16th, 2023. Uh, chapters away from Stephanie. Ava and Harrison make their feelings. Sarah Sagas toward Alexander. Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Harris pitches a new job. Clyde threatens Ava. EJ and Chad bond over their losses. Belle has a warning for Talia. Wednesday, October 18, 2023. 
Tensions escalate between Leo and Dimitri. Stefan and Gabby strategize the next power move. Rave confronts, Rave confronts the upset Jada. Helena seeks Malaya's help, which Abe confides in John. Thursday, turn 19, 2023. Leo and Dimitri try to figure out an escape plan. Safar and Gabby concoct a financial scheme. Hurston learns about Holly's crush. Tate fixes the music with Holly. Friday, October 20, 2023. Dresser shoots straight with Sarah. Eric and Nicole discuss adoption plans. Xander has reservations about Sony's strategy. Alex has an offer for Teresa. And Kayla is in a bind. Okay, I was waiting. Yeah, these are all good spoilers. Uh, then the one I can add is Trip is going to get um, injured at the hospital. Some crazy maniac patient's going to go attack him. And uh, I don't know if, you know, this is a way if they're going to write him out or not. But if they wanted to, you know how they do it. They could put him in a coma. It's typical days. Yeah, that can work as well. And uh, if Trip does get written out due to this... Uh incident i uh that's fine by me because the character yeah. has no direction especially that they put him with a boring wendy well this is good because if it happens i will miss trip but i'm hoping this will exit wendy out yeah same she's you. not needed she's not needed and right. neither is lee i don't know what lee's doing around he's not doing nothing but just having sex with the uh, melinda yeah no they broke up remember lee and melinda they broke up Okay, but they had a lot of sex that night before. Remember it? Um, what was it? Trips, trips apartment. Yes, yes, and yes. I think the writers forget what they're writing about. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so I think that's all the main ones we got on days. All right, Nathan's gonna play a commercial break for Dairy Queen, and then we return. We're heading over to Young the Restless for uh, General City. There's so much going on, and you won't believe. Who has a long-lost daughter? Oh, my God. We'll be right back. but I can tell you I tried the brownie blizzard from Dairy Queen it is so good do you ever order Dairy Queen Nathan uh, I, no, I've never had a chance to order Dairy Queen we don't have it here oh I'm dude just to... you're missing out it is like the best ice cream place next to Baskin Robbins I would say right. it's the next best ice cream place to enjoy absolutely okay so Let's see, we are in Young the Restless, and there's um, quite a lot of little teasers to give you. First of all, Audra will figure out that Claire is actually related to Tucker. 
she's Tucker's long-lost daughter. But she's not going to tell Tucker because, remember, she wants the throne. So if you were Andrew, would you tell Tucker? Uh, yes, I would. So remember, I love when Tucker gets mad because when he finds out the truth, he's going to go after a lot of people. Like, it's just Tucker. <laughs> he's just like, he's mad. I think him and Adam should work together. They they, they work good when they're mad. Um, oh, let's see. Um, okay, we already know that Adam and Sally's child is alive. We just don't know where they're at yet. But she's with Elena. But that'll come out later, guys. It's not anytime soon. Because they just are really dragging the story. And we're sweeps. And we're still... If you see Elena, apparently she's got to date someone else. And there's a rumor that she might work with someone to go after someone for revenge. My guess is she probably teams up with Adam. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, Sally's playing Degrassi Junior High again. Yes, uh, I don't know if you saw it today. I saw. I uh, did, dude, uh, and I was so upset. Uh, just the fact for Adam, it's like, how many times is she gonna say that she can think for her own self when she can't? Do you remember when she was pregnant? She didn't even take it seriously, dude. She wasn't even taking prenatal. Yeah, remember she had all that hot sex with Nick when they were together and all that other crap and stuff. But and yet she slept with Adam. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, she asked yeah, for it. Just, she asked uh, for it. Right, she did ask for it, and not only that, uh, she because you know, once you know Nick and Sally broke up, I guess mm -hmm. she was the first person that Sally went to, Chloe. And you know, I just don't understand. There's why no need for Chloe. I don't know why they have her on there. I mean, it must yeah. be a contract deal, but she's not really needed. Another fun twist yeah. is that um, Victor is playing this crazy game, as he's hinted already, guys. That he believes someone in the in the company is going to backfire and go after him. Well, yes, they will. But this little twisted game he plays, it's going to backfire in a major way. It's going to affect a lot of people. And um, there is someone that catches on besides Nikki. Somebody else will catch on, and this is going to be fun. Also, Claire, you need to keep an eye on her. She is a troublemaker, but in a fun, exciting way. I think she could be the new Audra, if rumor is true. We're losing Audra Charles, so we'll have to wait and see. Yes, that is true as well. And to be honest, I do think the character of Audra had potential at first. She was a vixen. But they don't know uh, what to do with her. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with her. So. so then the other part is, and this is exciting, guys. Claire is going to be privy to some shocking information. So that'll be interesting. Get ready because rumors are true. There is going to be a test chemistry between... Billy Abbott and Heather to see where they're going to go. Because even though she's trying to get with Daniel, what I'm told is it may not be everything we thought it would be. There's going to be some issues between Daniel and um, Heather. So even if he leaves Lily or cheats with Lily, um, it, they might be together, but it's not going to be a big thing because there's still going to be that. And also it's been confirmed that by now um, – Chance will get together with um, Summer, but get ready because Nina returns and she's got a couple secrets. But one of them is that she just doesn't like. <laughs> I don't. I, I agree with her. I just don't like Summer. I just. I don't know what it is. I just hate her. But Nina's gonna feel the way I do, and she's gonna tell her so. 
that's going to be interesting. And then I don't know what's happening with Chance. They don't know what to do with him, but apparently he's going to be losing his memory for a little bit, and that's going to be causing some issues too. Now, dude, don't you think that's kind of ironic, Nathan? Just when he's about to try to figure out where he's going, they decide to give him amnesia. That's a cop-out. Because now he won't be with Sharon or Summer at this point. He believes he's going to be being with Abby. Lionel needs to let go of the character of Chance and write him out. They don't know what they're doing with the character at all. Or Abby. Write Abby out, too. Yeah, her, too. She should be gone at some point. But yeah. Yeah, you know. All right, what's your spoilers for YNR? All right, let's go to uh, the Young and the Rough spoilers for the week of October 16th. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, I have spoilers here from subspoilers.com and also digestdallies and zaptua.com. Great. Make sure for uh, pretty much combined spoilers, they're all the same, so here we go. Um, October 16th, 23 on Monday, Nick worries about Victor's state of mind. Victor tests Nick. Simon makes a painful confession. Nikki gains the insight about Claire. Lily learns of Hannah's future plans. Tuesday, October 17, 2023. Jackie and Billy set a trap. Jackie and Billy set a trap for Tucker. Phyllis shows tables on Tucker. Audrey shares a conversation with Kyle. Wednesday, October 18, 2023. Diane crosses the line. Tracy shares words of wisdom with Jack. Mary points Nate in the right direction. Thursday, October 19, 2023. Victor accelerates his plan. Phyllis spends quality time with Daniel. Daniel catches Lily off guard. Nikki gives Adam an ultimatum. Friday, October 20th, 2023. Victor prepares to retaliate against the adversary. Devon interrogates Nate. Joe digs dirt on Mammy. You know, I got a, I got a bone to pick with Lily, dude. You think about it. She's in a relationship with Daniel, and she's acting like Daniel kept a secret from her about this situation with Heather Stain. That wasn't Daniel's place to tell her. Right. Really, yeah, it wasn't his place to tell her, really. And, uh, you know, uh, I think in the uh, episode today in Canada, that was shown in Canada, I mm-hmm. think Weren't you disappointed in Lily? Because I was. Yeah, I was, too. I mean... I'm like, Lily, just leave then. You know, if you're going to act like that, and you're, you're going to act jealous like that, then he doesn't need you. Because remember, this is a Daniel that he's finally in a good place. And if you yes. got a girlfriend that acts like Lily, then that's toxic. Let her loose. At this point, I'm okay if he gets with Heather because I'm over Lily now. I just, they don't know what to do with her, they, her attitude. And you know, another one I don't like is I don't like how Victoria treated Claire. Claire's over there kissing her feet and she's acting like a you-know-what. Right, absolutely. I didn't like that as well. It was just... Uh, like, oh my God, could she be more of a witch? Yeah, it's just so annoying. Oh, I did catch some spark. Did you see how Claire was looking at Nate? Yes, I did. I saw that. <laughs> Dude, everybody who watches Nate, it's funny because um, it could be like, dang, she could be the next person to sleep in his bed. Yeah, that too. That, yeah, I can see that happening. You know, they need some shaking up. Um, let's see, I'm trying to cover, I think I got everyone. Oh, you'll love this, Nathan. Phyllis is going to break parole soon, and she could get arrested. So I figured you'd enjoy hearing about that. Yeah, not surprising when it comes to Phyllis Summers of all people. So I want to see how that plays out. I think it's time, dude. I love 
Michelle Stafford, but I think it's time Phyllis should go. I think her time is off. They're done. Yeah, they don't know I, what to do with her. And how many times can she be acting like a sexy librarian slash um, cheerleader? Dude, after a while, it's really, really disturbing. Yeah, I just feel as if why not because I don't know what to do with Phyllis. And that goes mm-hmm. with Josh Griffith, too. He doesn't know what to do with Phyllis at all. Especially during the story that, that they have Phyllis and with Jack and Diane and stuff. Yeah. And so I love Michelle Stafford. But I think it's time that they write the character out and give the character a break. And if things change, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, then they can bring Phyllis back just with better writing. But if Phyllis yes. come back, they don't come back. Actually bring back Gina Tononi as Phyllis and write for her. Yes, back. yes. Or, or bring her as Avery. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Avery, yes. But this isn't working. This isn't working. This Phyllis acting like a high schooler just isn't working anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't like this running for Phyllis. It just makes her look so weak and pathetic. Mm-hmm. And she needs a, uh, a break at this point. So uh, if Phyllis does leave or whatever gets written out, mm-hmm. I'm not going to miss her. All right. Have we covered we covered all the soaps, right? On uh, Nacho Hospital. Okay, good. Okay. Go ahead and play uh, an ad for Subways, and when we come back, we're heading to PC for Port Charles. First, their ingredients, their menu, and now just slicing their meat fresh. That's why their new Subway series subs are preferred by this gym and its future gym. Clothes who are talking heads prefer fresh sliced turkey. And clothes who use their heads prefer fresh sliced ham. Those other meat are preferred by this gym and preferred by its own backup gym. We prefer it because you'll prefer it too. The slice is good as your tennis slice. I can't that, but yes. Okay. Do you have, do you eat at Subway's, Nathan? Yeah, from time to time I do. Which one would you prefer? Um, I have, um, I actually like, uh, the one with the, uh, with the meatball one. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. My, my nephew eats the meatballs. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I like the, um, the melted BLT. It always reminds me of Heather from General Hospital. You know how she likes her BLTs? Yes. I like the BOTs that they have there. And I've had the veggies. That's good, too. The veggie uh, the veggie sub is, is delicious. All right, guys. We are here now. General Hospital, you finally got what you wanted. This is getting interesting. Nina and Sonny finally got married. What do you think about that, Nathan? Uh, I thought that this was not going to go through, but it did, surprisingly. And... Mm. For those of you who do not know, at the end, Michael finds out today on General Hospital who was behind the SEC call, and mm-hmm. you know, after the wedding is over and he gets the phone call, he just looks uh, at Nina with that sour look on his face. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't thought, I didn't think that the wedding would actually go through, but it did. And so, Sonny and Nina are now married, but this secret's going to be looming over Nina probably up until uh, November sweeps. All right, guys. I know a lot of you don't like Mason, but I totally love Mason. I love that he's crazy. But, oh, my God, Nathan, did you hear the news? What's coming up is so funny. Mason literally hates Ava for whatever reason, that he's going to get her into a car. And he's going to find his best way to try to push her over the cliff. <laughs> oh, my God. Mason, Mason, Mason. My it's God. been confirmed. Mason's already out, guys. He's gone. But don't worry. This is story that leads up to it. This is funny. Okay, so it's my understanding the person supposed to save her is supposed to be um, Nicholas, and he's supposed to blackmail her. But again, there could be a twist in this, because remember they do two scenes when they tape Nathan? Yes. So the other spectrum, it could be it could be Austin. So we don't know which one they scenes they did do. So we just have to go with it. Um, dude, that's another thing. I feel bad, these actors, but I love Roger Howard, but it's time to let him go. It, it is and Finn too. I mean, Gregory is gonna die. Let Finn go with him and go grieve or something. We don't need Finn. Finn's not doing nothing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. John Hospital still has way too much fluff on their show when it comes to characters, mm -hmm. and for what reason, you know, John Hospital or shall I say Frank Valentini doesn't want to let go of certain people. No, Why I'm tired of the high school crap. How many times is Finn gonna be moping for Elizabeth? Yeah, that I, I don't like. I don't like it. Oh, God. I mean, uh, you have different ways he can exit. Leave with his dad. Go look for... I keep saying Greenlee. Haley. Or whatever her name was. Uh, Hayden. Barnes? Hayden. Hayden Barnes. Go look for Hayden. I mean, come on. You know, the the stories are there. They're endless. Oh, people have been asking if um, Lois is going to be a permanent fixture. Unfortunately not, guys, because the actress is going to be moving. So right. she's okay. doing this as a, um, what do you say, one of those much-needed uh, stories we needed with Lois. But unfortunately, she won't be sticking around for long. But it is a temporary uh, story, and I'm looking forward to all of it. I love, I love her Brooklyn little accent. It's so cute. It reminds me when she was on Miro's Place. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, she was very good on that. Remember how she had those scenes with Heather Locklear? I think everybody hated Amanda. Yeah, yeah, Amanda was the most hated character on that show. And I, I felt bad for Eve when she got dumped mm -hmm. by Peter and who hooked up with Amanda towards the end. I mm -hmm. felt so bad for uh, Rena's character on there. But yeah, I, I remember that very well. And, you know, I will, uh, I will, uh, it, it's not surprising that she's going, not going to stay launch him on the show because like you said uh you know she'll be uh you know moving which i didn't know until now so yeah uh, i'm looking forward to uh seeing uh lois until she leaves the show and i'm pretty sure that uh she'll be back at some point down the line but yeah i saw her uh debut or shall say return this week and she she did not miss a beat at all on your hospital i missed her i'm glad she's back According to what I was told, she's moving to the East Coast. Ah, okay, okay, gotcha. So, does that mean, Nathan, that she won't be in the area for Bold, right? Uh, <clears throat> Is that going to be further away, then? We'll lose Lois for good? 
You mean, oh, you mean uh, her moving on to the East Coast, like, it's like New York or whatever? Yeah, does that mean that she won't be able to do Bo the Beautiful as Quinn? Uh, oh, I, I think it really depends on the scheduling and what date she can, you know, uh, you know, do, uh, what date she can film for. Right. That'd be a big traveling, right? That'd have to do a lot of traveling for her. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I know, uh, I remember, uh, the person that we mentioned, uh, not too long ago on a podcast just now, uh, Gina Tognoni used to, you know, travel back and forth, and so... Damn, can you imagine that, dude? You'd be tired. That's a lot of traveling. Yes, it is. It really is. Wow, I commend her, but I, I love, um, Rena Sulfur. She's my favorite. I just love her. And I, my favorite episode, I love Meryl's Place, but my favorite episode of Meryl's, Nathan, if you recall, is when they blew up the building. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, Everybody looked like they were dead. Remember? That was crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. All right, Nathan, what do you got for GH spoilers for um, General Hospital? Okay, let's go to the spoilers for uh, next week, uh, the week of the 16th through the 20th. Remember, okay. guys, we had a uh, preemption, I think, on uh, Wednesday, so we saw... No, no, not Wednesday. Uh, uh, Tuesday, so... Uh, you know, certain people did not get a chance to see, uh, you know, we had Sulfur's return, General Hospital. So uh, they had a repeat next day and mm-hmm. until Thursday and Friday. So we're going to get uh, Friday's episode on Monday uh, so that the uh, it can match up with others you can see on the same day. So here we go with spoilers um, for the uh, 16th to 20th. First one, um, so 16th, uh, let's see here. Uh, Blaze, actually, uh, uh, yeah, Blaze surprises Christina, Sasha makes a renovation, Carly opens up to Sam, Michael plays dirty, Max and Lucy consider naming in your face deception, and next, uh, and Tuesday, which will be, uh, the, uh, episode for the 16th, mm-hmm. Opus meets Chase, Eddie gets a talking to, Jocelyn panics, Cyrus issues a warning, Ava is a grave danger, and, um, Wednesday for the uh, 17th, uh, or sorry, the 18th, Lois confronts Tracy, Austin interviews Dex, Lois opens up to Christina, Portia and Curtis confront their issues, Curly updates Sunny. Also, um, there's an episode, Finn makes a romantic proposition, Lucia counsels Maxie, Valentine confides in Laura, Portia confronts Jordan. Gregory has reservations. Then until 1923, Alexis is disheartened. Spencer and Esme argue. Dante is frustrated. Dante surprises Charlotte. Diana and Robert have a heart to heart. I'm pretty sure this is going to be Monday's episode that was going to air originally on the 20th. Uh, that will probably air on the 23rd. Brooklyn is stunned. Cody loses his gratitude. Tracy flexes her authority. Portia and Kurt. Portia and Cyrus comes face to face. And so you can find Selena. Oh, wow. It's getting really good. Yes, it is. All right. Um, Nathan's going to go ahead and play um, American Pie from Madonna. When we come back from that music break, I'll be giving my exclusive movie review of Exorcist Believer. So don't go away. Be right back.
Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. No All right. Tonight's podcast has been brought to us by Pluto TV. Watch 100 free channels. Drop in. It's free. Head over to Pluto.tv. That's one of those that I told you, Nathan, you should try it out. It's got Dark Shadows, Classic TV, and lots of movies that are hard to find. Right. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. I've got your exclusive movie review of Exorcist Believer. You know, it's there's a thing on this. It's, it was funny because um, Jenna had wanted to watch this and then get ready to watch it, and it turned out she didn't like it. But I actually enjoyed it. It actually surprised me, Nathan. Let me give you let me give you a heads up. When his daughter Angela and her friend Catherine show signs of demonic possession. It unleashes a chain of events that forces single father Victor Fielding to confront the nadir of evil. Terrified and desperate, he seeks out Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. Now, let me check here. I was trying to see. Yeah, here it goes, cast. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, Nathan. You know that country group called... Sugar Sugarland. Yes. This has the lead act singer in there, uh, Jennifer Nettles. Oh, okay. Dude, you're gonna love it. She did great. Leslie Odom Jr. played the father to one of the missing children. The girls did great. Olivia O'Neill and Lydia Jewett played Catherine and Angela. Mm-hmm. And you all know. You know, I'm not giving away any spoiler here because you saw the trailer, but we have our beloved Ellen Burstyn. Oh, and Nathan, you're going to love this. I was, I knew I recognized him. The priest playing father is going to be Ray from Guiding Light, E.J. Bonella. Yes, I heard about that. Okay, and there's more, guys. I'm not going to tell you what, but there's a twist to this story, and when you see it, I was jumping up for joy. It was so good. All right, Nathan, I'm going to give this one six popcorns. I enjoyed the casting, the storyline. The horror was interesting, but like I told my mom, I I was expecting more jump scares, but it wasn't there. Right, right. But this was overall still good, so I'll I'll give it that. I'm not sure if they're going to do any more movies, but it it was entertaining. I liked it. All right, as we're closing out, Nathan, is there anything you wanted to 
bring up before we close out? Any um, shout outs or um, mentions for like favorite restaurants you eat at? Um, no, no, no. I just want to say thank you to our viewers and listeners for uh, tuning in tonight to uh, hear us, both, hear both me and Willie talk about daytime talk stories and also certain reviews on TV and movies. And uh, we appreciate the support and hope to hear from you guys again very, very soon. Yes, thanks guys for tuning in. This is fun. This is a weekend edition. So Nathan will be back on Tuesday with this spotlight, his spotlight, with lots more top stories, more spoilers, and I'm not sure what he'll do a review on, but he'll always come up with something. All right, Nathan, have a great night, man, and enjoy your weekend. All right, have a good night, Willie, and again, thank you guys for listening to Willie Nathan's Extreme Podcast, the weekend edition, and we'll, we'll tell you guys... Very soon, we'll get to check in uh, with us next week when I come in with my spotlight. We'll get to talk about everything from uh, daytime TV, top stories, or whatever. And uh, you're going to have a good time. So, again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, Nathan. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Have a good night, Willie. stack upside cashback with other reward programs like the Shell Fuel Rewards Card. There are some restrictions on how much you can stack, but you don't need to choose one form of savings over the other. Welcome back to the Core Cars News Tech Lab. Today we're going to be taking a look at one of the older free streaming services on the market, Pluto TV. Now, Pluto TV is a 100% free ad-supported streaming service with both live and on-demand content here. It's owned by Paramount, so it has a ton of Paramount-owned content, but they have partners from all kinds of different studios out there offering a ton of content 100% free. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to be going over many of the free live TV streaming services and more to see if they're right for you. They may have hundreds of channels, but does it have the content you want? I do highly recommend you check them all out. They're all 100% free. They all offer a ton of content, so why not give them a try? And hopefully this video helps you decide if Pluto TV is one you want to try. First, before we get into the review here, do me a big favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, let YouTube know you enjoy what we do here, so YouTube recommends our videos to some more people, helping us grow, helping us support our families, we would really appreciate it. And with that said, let's dive into the review, starting off with Pluto TV today. So, we're going to dive in here real quick, this is the um, guide, it's a very nice guide. But there's hundreds of channels here, so scrolling through each individual one can take a long time, even though they're broken up into categories. You have Featured right now, you got movies, tons of movies happening. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade happening, School of Rock, Mr. Church, um, Bridget Jones, The Score, tons and tons of movies. But they do have very nice categories here to help you quickly jump through different areas. So under entertainment, remember I was talking about how they're owned by Paramount Plus? or Paramount, excuse me, they're using it to promote a lot of Paramount Plus. For example, recently they aired the entire first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds to get you hooked right before the start of the second season. And they have a ton of older Paramount content, like MacGyver here. The Walking Dead is some of their third party. You see AMC content is included in here. Um, dedicated 24-7 channels like Beverly Hills, 90210. 
just a ton of content. They also have a lot more than just entertainment. You can go in here and news, tons of news, CBS news, local news from different CBSs, makes sense, but also CNN replay, a recent um, breaking news from CNN, MSNBC News Now, um, the Today Show, tons of content from today's 60 Minutes, weather coverage here, Weather Nation, 24-7 weather breakdown. You also have the ability here for Sky News, Bloomberg, Cheddar, I could go on on scripts, another 24-7, Newsmax, OAN, The Young Turks, Yahoo Finance.
welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let us pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup to jewel, hot order. Why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me, ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, this, this is France. And a dinner here is never second best. Go on and fold your menu. Take a glance and then you'll be our guest. Be our guest, be our guest. Be friend, cheese to play. I am full on a flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flavor. Thank you. 